You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving you people. Then Enrique Alvarez Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here. Happy Friday. It's the happy hour. Nick and Rico joining you. Good first segment, and we're going to keep it rolling. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, uh, the YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch streams, sponsored once again by Sarder Heyman Jewelers, the video stream there, and Allo Channel 951 if Woo-hoo. you have Allo Cable. And if you don't, well, you need to get it. What are you so doing? Get Allo Cable, so make sure you can uh, check us out on your televisions. So let's go back to the phone lines. We have a second caller of the show today, and we bring in James. Ah. James, what are your, what's your what's on your mind, man? Appreciate you being patient. James? James, we hear you. I know you're there. And we're going to hang up on James uh, in five, four, three, two, one. Wait, wait, we might have had him. James? Okay, we no, don't have We're him. done with James. Sorry. Sorry, James. Sorry, James. Sorry to make you waiting through the commercial break. Maybe maybe he'll come back. I yeah, don't know. call we'll back, see. James, if, we'll you, if you do hear us. Do we want to do a quick update on the Women's College World Series since we were talking about Why it? Why not? So yesterday was the first day of the Women's College World Series, and uh, Alabama actually fell to Tennessee. Yeah. 10-5. to five. Um, the five seed Alabama falls to the four seed. So I mean, you you think about it, you would you would think Alabama is a higher, but they're a five seed. They've had a, a Alabama weird, had a cakewalk. They've had a weird year. This I don't want year. to talk about Alabama. They did have they did have a cakewalk. Um, although they did have to go through Northwestern, I really thought Northwestern was going to pull it out in the supers. Um, and it should have been up at Northwestern, but mm-hmm. we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that. Um, Oklahoma does the thing against Stanford and wins two to nothing. Yeah. Which, as a texter pointed out, um. Water, water boy, boy. Uh, the two runs they scored last night were the least amount of runs they've scored during their 49 game winning streak. So think about that. We just got done talking about Jordy Ball and her 1.03 earned run average. Yep. And the two runs that Oklahoma scored last night in a game that they won because Jordy Ball pitched a complete game shutout were the fewest amount of runs that they've scored during the 49 game winning streak. Yeah, no, that checks out. Ridiculous. Just crazy. Ridiculous. Uh, Oklahoma State, we all we know the, the Cowgirls all too well, fall to Florida State getting shut out and run ruled six run, six innings and lose 8-0 to zero to Florida State. Utah and Washington started play. That one got postponed and is actually going on right now yep. with the seven-seed Washington Huskies leading the 15-seed uh, Utah Utes 2-1 to one in the top of the fourth. Um, I want to see who's pitching for uh, – yep. And the pitcher for Washington – Former NEB prep star. Oh, what do you know? Ruby Malin. There it is. Ruby Malin pitching for so so a little bit of Nebraska flavor in It feels like you could just do that with like a lot of teams that make it yeah. to the Women's College World Series. Be like, oh yeah, she's from Nebraska. She's yeah. from Nebraska. And this isn't to say that Nebraska Nebraska's doing a great job recruiting. It's yeah, they're just, fine. They're doing just fine. It's just that the amount of talent that Nebraska has in the state, hard to keep them all, and I understand that those two are probably uh, priority number ones, but when you've mm-hmm. got a team like Oklahoma, who again on a 49 game winning streak and is in the Women's Cultural Series year after year after year after year, I mean, it's hard to say no to that, right? Well, and that's what I was going to say. You look at some of the other players that maybe got out of the state, if you will. Um, Emma Koff is one of them. She went down to Georgia Tech. She's currently in the transfer portal. 
um, she was all ACC at Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. and she she's from Nebraska as well. And you have the Barnard uh, sisters down at Wichita State, and so you have, I mean you have a lot of flavor from the state of Nebraska around the country. And so just kind of keep That's tabs on them. tier teams. Yeah. Some deep. I mean, those were, those were regional teams, uh, Wichita state was at least, I'm not sure if Georgia tech was this season. They were not, but I know, I know Emma Koff who once again, all ACC, uh, for the yellow jackets is now in the transfer portal. So we'll see what happens there, but okay. I kind of for- want to look at Ruby's numbers from this year. Well, while you do that, let's yeah. go ahead and move on here. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys. The rest of the day here um, throughout the, the shows, you may have heard that the SEC is going to be eliminating divisions and switching to an eight-game schedule, eight-game conference schedule, that is, starting in 2024. Now, part of the requirement there for the SEC is that they have to play in 2024 at least one Power 5 non-conference opponent. And so the reason that I mean obviously this this is a is a you know a, a gosh what am I a, because of Oklahoma and Texas that they had to eliminate divisions mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to say I apologize. And so conference realignment. Yeah. So when you look at like Georgia though Rico, do you know Georgia's schedule this year? Yeah, we went through it yesterday. In- incredibly weak. Yeah, right? we, went, we went through it this year because uh, we were talking about getting them to nine games and just taking out one of the non-cons. Yeah. Um, like uh, one of the first two games. I think like Murray – it's not Murray State, but it's something it's like that. It's Tennessee Martin. There it is. So it's Tennessee Martin. Let me just pull up the, uh, the entire schedule here because I thought I had it on a tab, but I didn't. So they have uh, Tennessee Martin – then it gets incredibly harder with Ball State. Oh, my goodness. And then UAB. Those are the three non-cons. Careful. UAB. UAB. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Yep, that's right. UAB. Um, what? The, but they all are all at Georgia. Oh, between the so, hedges. Yeah. Can you imagine Georgia going, going to Ball State? Ne- that would never, never happen. Never happen. Never happen. But so what's what's interesting about this is uh, understandably so this drew a lot of a lot of pushback on the SEC when they made this announcement. To be clear, this is not the long term plan. And Greg Sankey, the the SEC commissioner, said we are still discussing the long term format. What we want to do, you know, after twenty twenty four. Scott Doctorman of the Athletic tweeted this out uh, just yesterday and said. There are ten of fifth. Uh, excuse me, ten of fourteen teams in the ACC playing at least ten or more Power Five opponents. Mm-hmm. In the Big Ten, thirteen of the fourteen teams are playing at least ten or more Power Five opponents. Who's the one? I'll let you think. Just, just I'll, I'll come yeah, back no, to you that. Can, yeah, you keep going. Um, they, then he lists out the other conferences, and they're all in double-digit teams. Mm-hmm. Then the SEC, two. Of their 14 teams are playing 10 or more Power 5 opponents in 2023. Two of them. Alabama's one of them. Because, yep. Because they have Texas on the I, I didn't look at the second one. But. Probably Vanderbilt. More importantly. <laughs> so in the Big Ten Conference, for example. Michigan is the lone team ah. in the Big Ten Conference. I would not have guessed that them. is not playing 10 or more. Uh, basically, they have three non-Power 5, yeah. non-conference games. I wonder if one of those is a stronger group of five. You so, pulling it up? I am pulling it up because I looked at it earlier. 
and it's not anything like it's not anything like Georgia. So they start the year East Carolina at home. Mm-hmm. East Carolina, they just graduated their their like sixth year quarterback last year, so they're in the transition of moving it in. But that's add to the big house. Then it's UNLV, who was not good, and then also Bowling Green. Like UNL, like UNLV's not good, but they should be. And I'm not, I'm not why, trying why to cover. I'm not trying to, you, I'm not trying to cover for. Good? I'm not trying to cover for Michigan and say like, they're obviously not homer. a. They're not a power five team. You're a Big Ten homer. But I mean UNLV, UNLV should be like when you look at them, you should think, oh, you know, that's a pretty good team. Instead of looking at Bowling Green and thinking that's the best team they're going to face in their non-con. So Travis and Lincoln says this. I pointed this out yesterday. You guys rip on Georgia's schedule, calling it incredibly easy. But if Nebraska played it, they'd still go five or seven or six and six. That's, that's because Nebraska's bad. That's Nebraska's not Georgia. We're not we're not comparing Nebraska to be Georgia. If any to, if any top ten team played that schedule, they would go undefeated. Okay, yeah, I would agree with you on that. I would agree. That's that's what we mean by easy. Well, if you look just, at if you it's look disappointing at, because yeah. like. The the non conference games such as Alabama and Texas or Mi- Michigan and Florida State early in the season those draw eyes those 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 matter and it's frustrating even more because you have an Alabama playing a Tennessee Chattanooga in week nine when or week eleven when Michigan's playing Ohio State or when Michigan's playing Michigan State mm-hmm. you have another top team it's it makes it tough. Because the SEC is this big bad conference, and the SEC is connected to ESPN, which obviously airs the college football playoff, you have a lot of a lot of that going on, right? Maybe you don't want to admit, admit it, but that that's active it's, and, it's and present. And so, when you look at it, it's frustrating. If Nebraska, think about the conversations we'd be having if Nebraska was, dare I say, in in a spot to compete for a playoff spot, right? And Nebraska has to face Wisconsin on the road and Alabama's playing Chattanooga, mm-hmm. right? And Alabama's one spot ahead of you and they're resting their starters by the end of the second quarter. There there are benefits to that unfortunately, but now with Alabama getting away from divisions, there is a potential for an Alabama or excuse me, there is a a potential for an Alabama LSU SEC championship. Which does, you know, draw eyeballs, I suppose. Like, Mm -hmm. that hasn't happened since they've both been in the SEC West. And so Alabama LSU could be interesting. Or there's a a Georgia Tennessee. There's a three week stretch where Alabama plays. Hold on, let me make sure I get this right. I know who they play. I just got to make sure that who's who's at where. It's in order. Um, Yeah. So let me find it again. Okay. There's a three week stretch where Alabama goes to Texas A&M. Host Arkansas, host Tennessee, host LSU. Yeah, that's a four week stretch of of pretty good football. I know you want to go, you know, whatever is going on with Texas A&M, whatever you want to go with there. Um, Georgia's hardest stretch, probably. Oh goodness, this is so, their their hardest stretch is to end the season. Their last four games at Florida, hosting Missouri, hosting Ole Miss, at Tennessee, and then at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. That is that, and I understand you want to say, "Oh, well, that's the, just the conference they're in." Yeah, I get that. So maybe schedule some harder out of out of conference opponents, and even if you're not going to schedule hard, just schedule another Power Five team that isn't your rival in Georgia Tech. It's just a it's a it's a cupcake schedule for a Georgia. 
not for yeah. a Nebraska, as we have discussed. It would be a cupcake schedule for an Ohio State or a Michigan as well. So, obviously, the SEC conference is going to meet again here probably next spring to discuss a long-term format. And there was I was reading an, the art, an article from The Athletic that said something along the lines of this views or makes Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, look weak. Whether it was he didn't push or plead strong enough to get this to be a, a long-term solution decision made this year. Because mm-hmm. he said, quote, um, quote, nobody wants to go through this year after year. And and this being the the conversations regarding the scheduling and how many conference games you want to play and, and the format. Nobody wants to do that every single spring. And so in that, it said, Greg Sankey looks weak, whether it is him not pleading or begging the presidents enough or not being able to sway the, the presidents of Kentucky and Mississippi State to play a nine-game conference schedule. Wasn't there like four or five there, there teams? There were four teams. Yeah, four teams that yes. just said no to it. Yeah. But, so, I, you know, obviously a lot of this is driven by um, Alabama, or Oklahoma and Tennessee joining. And Texas. Did I say Tennessee? Tennessee? Texas, excuse me. And in that, back to the SEC. in that, with uh, yeah, with that, um, Greg Sankey did say that they're going to honor traditional rival rivalries, right, and just normal game or rivalry games. Mm-hmm. And so we might see a Texas and Texas A and M game pop up once again in 2024, which love we it. love. And in addition, this is something notable, I think, what the SEC is doing because here they are, the first team to publicly and announce that they're going to eliminate divisions and in that sort of provides a blueprint for the big 10 for the big 12 on how to operate in where you find opponents and who you play and what rivalries you keep which ones you don't because at the end of the day sec is probably going to be the uh, the best conference in football yeah. once you eliminate divisions it's going to be really interesting to see the scheduling matchups and if you decide to go out of conference um, with other Power 5 opponents just because you're already going to be playing nine mm-hmm. um, Power 5 uh, uh, conference opponents, whether, you know, since it'll be um, no divisions. So it'll be really interesting to see where the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, the Big 12 go with that. I'm not including the Pac-12 because I don't know if they're going to survive this yeah. whole thing. Um, but it's going to be really interesting to see where they go with that because once that happens, you're also going to get an expansion of the playoff. And that could provide the ability to play a power five opponent outside of your conference. And still, if you are high enough up there preseason or midseason, whatever, um, still give you that opportunity to make the playoffs mm-hmm. and play your way in. So here is exa- here's the quote. Uh, and this, this article comes from Seth Emerson of the athletic it says, quote, let's be clear. This wasn't a great week for Sankey perception wise. He appears to want the nine game schedule. So not getting it either makes him look weak or, or unwilling to use his power to sway his presidents. They don't let the media in the meetings, so we don't know if Sankey was begging and pleading the presidents at Kentucky, Mississippi State, and others to see his way. We just know the end result. Sankey standing at the podium Thursday and accepting the slings and arrows of an unpopular decision, one that he probably doesn't want. So it's just kind of it's kind of interesting. Cowards. In, a, in addition, and this is probably an important note from the business side of things, so in 2020, ESPN and the SEC negotiated a new deal 
to new TV deal. And that was prior to Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference. Mm-hmm. So part of this, in addition, could also be we see a change or just an alter to the, the television deal. Maybe we see a new one being brokered or you know agreed upon because you're also adding a ninth game mm-hmm. and you're adding two valuable college football brands in Oklahoma and Texas. So I see that coming down the road, yeah. and, and that could play a part to to play fair here in this conversation. That could have played a part in some of the pres- presidents and ultimately Greg Sankey's decision to just tempor- temporarily have eight games in 2024 in order so that they have another year, year and a half or so to mm-hmm. ha- negotiate a new TV deal that they'll get more money yeah. than they already are. We've made the, we made the you know you sit there and we made this TV deal when we were playing eight conference games and before we had two premier schools in Texas and Oklahoma in our conference. We're yes. not just going to add them, add another conference game and keep the deal at the same number that it was at because in all honesty, it needs to go up now. If especially if you're getting it if you're throwing in another conference game yeah. and you're throwing in these two schools, the number needs to go up. They're worth a lot of money. Well, and now, I mean even more importantly when you talk about realignment, that's why it's even more important for like the Pac twelve to get a deal done before a Colorado leaves before an Arizona State leaves before Pac- Oregon leaves like Pac-12 on PBS. They are man, that's <laughs> funny. Um they'd be on PBS 2, not even PBS. They'd be on like channel 17 instead of channel 12. You could even just change PBS from public broadcast service to Pacific basketball <laughs> service cuz that's not nobody's going to watch your football. Except for Utah. That's true. I love Utah. That's true. Anyway, big so, Utah football guy. Okay, pro Utah Ute. There he is. Rico. Utah Utah belongs in the Big 10. Yeah, I mean, if they if they still had do they is Cameron Rising coming back? For yeah, another year? one more season. So just so, because it was a loaded quarterback draft, but also yeah. I don't is this next year going to be loaded? Uh, there's two for well, sure. It's, it's Caleb Williams and Drake May, Bo Nix, and the field. You're right. It's Bo Nix and Quinn the field. Ewers. Oh, maybe it is loaded. Oh, I, no, I think it Cam. might be loaded. Oh, Cam, you should have so, gone out this so year. So Cam Cam Rising, he fits in the Big Ten because he just just. Runs right at dudes and doesn't care. Dude, you give me Cam Rising in a triple option offense. I saw a video of Cam Rising today, the Utah quarterback, getting his helmet popped off and then smiling. He just like stood up, smiled, and jogged to go get his helmet. That's and then a, he like ran off the field. That's a big Ted quarterback. I'm like, this this fits. That's, this fits. That's a dude. Um, Kyle Whittingham has all the dudes. Yeah. Thunder Not Collins is in with you on the Utes. So how about that? Hell yeah. Uh, Qdoba guy, shout out to you, man. He's good back. To, good to hear your voice again. Uh, or good to hear, see your text, I should say. Yeah, we, yeah, we know um, what you meant. He says, hey, boys, it's been a while. Got a new job that no hat longer has me in a vehicle all day. So I apologize I've been absent. Nice to hear your voices again. Qdoba guy, don't worry, man. You take care of your business, and uh, we'll be good. But, we will uh, be here for you. To, and also, Good to you, see you again. You could just download the podcast and listen that way. That's a good Wherever point. Wherever you get podcasts. Yes. Spotify. Yep. Apple, shout out to the podcast downloads. Amazon, Amazon podcast. That's right, that Amazon podcast. You can re-listen to it on YouTube, Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think Twitch still saves them. There you go, just like that. All yeah. these places. Yeah, if you want to go back and watch us, Facebook. Just some listen some, on there. Sometimes Rico and I do stuff inside the studio that obviously you can't hear over the the radio, and uh, sometimes our mannerisms and our actions are a little wild, and it probably gives you a an inside glimpse of why we say the things we say and how why we strange, act the way we are. Strange people here. So, all right, let's take our final time out. We'll be joined by Bach this time because Bach is filling in for Austin on On the Block. I uh, 
I down or I not downloaded. I I filled in for Strick yesterday. Now Bach is filling in for Austin today, so it's going to be Bach and Strick, uh, the throwback on, on the, the block, block show with Strick and Bach. It's going to be back, and you so we'll we uh, we'll be joined by we'll be joined by Jake Bach Ovin, and then potentially Strick if he's on the stream. We'll do that coming up next to round out the week on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.